We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This episode 115, a special golf review edition of the pod. Matt, uh, this is this is some niche stuff we're doing here, but we know our listeners love the golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, a smash and a nibbly every once a, once in a while. Uh, I don't, so what, what does that you mean? That's like an old uh, the old clubs. It was a mashy nibbly. Uh, oh, you know, old, I, okay, you're right. I actually remember. You hit, yeah. You hit the feathery with a mashy nibbly. Do we need to do a golf history pod for you, Matt? Is that I, I what we need to do? Think, I kind of think right now we it's just got to be a lesson like you teaching me about I think we need to golf. just take you back, get old Tom Morris on the pod, see what he thinks. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about a couple courses that uh, have a little bit of history, not crazy history. Mine, uh, I believe 1976 was the year that uh, Half Moon Bay was open. I'm going to give you a full in-depth feel on Half Moon Bay. And uh, Matt, you're going to let us know about uh, Chambers Bay as well mm-hmm. as a little bit of Aaron Hills from Aaron yesterday. Hills. And hey, so, uh, I'll, I'll also be at Whistling Straits like literally a week from now. I'll probably be just finishing up the front nine. So maybe in the future, I can give, give one on that too. We could do maybe a little future Whistling Straits yeah. uh, pod. But what we really want to do here is give you guys our impressions of the course. Obviously, Whistling Straits, Aaron Hills, uh, a little bit more accessible than Chambers Bay and Half Moon Bay mm-hmm. being out here on the West Coast. But if you ever do find yourself in these areas, we want you guys to be informed, to be able to make the decision of whether or not you want to go shell out the cash to play at these two courses. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you the course. We're going to give you the price tag. We're going to then rank on a scale of one through five, difficulty, scenery, fairness, amenities, service, and course conditions. We'll then yeah. let you make, guys make the decision of whether or not you want to make a trip to these fantastic courses, and uh, we'll give our final recommendations. And we're going to try and give you here the viewpoint of not – obviously these are all courses that you know pros could go play and, and you know tournaments could be hosted at, but for the most part – we want to give it to you from the the casual golfer, the basically us from our point of view, who are, you know, mid eighties type golfers, casual golfers who go and play these types of courses for mm-hmm. fun, who are looking for value but also you know high quality courses. And I, I think we're gonna we're gonna do our best to give you a good shot, good uh, good recommendation on whether or not we think you should be you know spending your money at these courses worth the trip, whatever. Um, I, I think we're gonna be able to do a good job of that. Absolutely. Well, Matt, would you like to lead us off? Well, where do we want to start? Do we want to do this geographically? Do we want to start close to home? Well, even geographically, you got to pick pick somewhere. (coughs) Well, so let's let's start out west and make our way back east. What's farther west here? Is 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 Chambers Bay farther west than Half Moon Bay? They're both on a bay. uh, What do you say? Don't do that. Sorry. Don't do that. Sorry, I stopped Um, myself. I'm, I'm looking at a map right now. There we go. This is great radio. I'm looking at oh, a map. Yes. Me, this uh, right Chambers Bay, I believe, is going to be a little further west than Half Moon okay, Bay. Not so by we, much. We but can that, start that Chambers, latitude. Is, uh, Chambers was, was just about an hour outside of Seattle. So uh, it, you'd be flying into staying in around Seattle. The, the one knock I think I have on Chambers, which I think is something they're going to have to change uh, over mm-hmm. the next couple of years, is which I, they actually might already have plans. I'm not totally sure. It has to become a little bit more of a you know resort type destination because really all they have there is the golf course, and yeah. if Half Moon Bay you know you said has a has a Ritz I think on the premises Aaron Hills which we mm-hmm. talked about has cabins you can stay in, 
Chambers Bay is pretty much just a park district course. It's an unbelievable course, but it's a park district course. It's brand new. It was built out of an old rock quarry, and there's not really much to it other than you get there, there's a small clubhouse, and they take you down to the range. So I think that's kind of my biggest, I don't want to call it a knock, but probably improvement that they're going to have to make. Okay. Um, um, where should where where should I start? Should I start with difficulty. Give me um, actually before you get into the ratings. Um, Give me any oh, questions you might have about chambers. I don't care. We, we we can take this. This is a first of first of our kind type episode, so we can kind of experiment with things as much as we want and see how it goes. What I'm always very interested. In, you're always going to have your signature holes out there. And at chambers, yeah. there's a couple. There's the par three. What is it? Fourteen. Fifteen. The the long fur. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so you have well your signature holes, but I'm always very interested in the handshake. And by the handshake, I mean the first hole. How are you being greeted by this course? Did you enjoy the first hole of Chambers Bay? I did. It was it was a kind of like a I wouldn't want to call it a dog leg. It was more of like a winding fairway. You kind of mm-hmm. teed off and dog legs back a little bit to the left, and then kind of straightens out back to the right where you're going to uh, where you're going towards the green. I really liked the hole. It was a challenging hole. Um, it was. It, off to the left was obviously more fairway and there's a ton of sand uh reachable from you know every tee pretty much there was mm-hmm. a there was one big bunker up on a mound that they say pretty much the one place you don't want to be is in that bunker like try to avoid that one i've been kind of mm-hmm. fading everything left off the tee uh at, at the driving range not like bad by any means but just kind of losing a little bit left so i'm like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna start it at this bunker with how i've been hitting it we're gonna fade it straight to the left be in the middle of the fairway of course, I absolutely hit the dreaded straight ball that I roped right into the bunker. But it, it was, mm-hmm. other than that, it was a very, it was a fun first hole. It was challenging, but it was, it, it was a nice welcome to the golf course. It wasn't too difficult. I believe it was par five. So it kind of gave you, while it was a little bit longer, you had a little, bit, a little bit more leeway to kind of sacrifice a shot if you needed Love to. Love a par five opener. I, I, a par it, it's a way opener. to ease it. it is, as much as a long par five can be difficult it is nice to kind of ease your way into a course with basically giving yourself an extra shot. You're going to have to hit a, a much better, you know, approach shot now if you don't. I always feel like as good, but you can make time. a mistake. You can make a mistake, but still make par. And that there gets you go. Going. That, that's that's that what I like about going. par five. They should so, Matt, why don't, you, why don't you jump into, uh, into the rankings here? Let's start off with difficulty. Chambers Bay, uh, I don't have the yardage in front of me, but U.S. Opens, the U.S. Open in 2016, 15? Yeah. 15 was held there. Mm-hmm. Um, it obviously can be taken to an unbelievably difficult uh, standard mm-hmm. uh, in playability. Which how playable, seeing some of the tees, that, like, you know, where obviously not you understand how from, it could get but that seeing crazy. where they had some position, like, oh, wow, that would be really yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, um, so, I, Matt, on a scale ahead. of one through five, decimals are, are welcome here. Uh, your difficulty rating on, on Chambers Bay. I'm going to I'm gonna go with around a four, 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 five. It okay. like a four, four. Um, I think the one knock on its difficulty, at least from from my standards, we played it from probably 6,400-ish. There wasn't mm-hmm. really like – usually on courses you'll see, you know, obviously the, the ladies' tee is around <laughs> 52, 53. You'll have a, a second tee, which is about 61. Usually there's a tee in there around, you know, 65, 66, 67. They didn't really have that. It was like 64 okay. and then jumped all the way to like 7. Which I'm, okay. I'm not really good enough to play seven, but sometimes try and keep it south of seven. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the goal. I would have liked one more kind of tee in that middle range there, but that's I guess being a little bit nitpicky. Everything else about the course was incredibly challenging. Um, I think I told you that there's not necessarily a flat approach shot to a green. Mm-hmm. You're you're always either 
about clubbing up one going uphill or clubbing down one uh, to go downhill into a green. There's also not much of a flat lie on the entire course in the fairway. Mm -hmm. So great. You hit one in the fairway. You're also on a little bit of a side slope and you kind of have to factor that into your shot. Um, I will say for, I think what kind of keeps it from being around a four, seven, four, eight, other than those tees was as the greens to me weren't all that or all as challenging as I expected them to be. Um, obviously mm-hmm. that, that was the big story coming out of the U S open was they were kind of slow. They were a little bit bumpy. Um, I didn't really Poana, see the, correct. Like a, you know, I couldn't tell you what grass it was. Joe. I think, I, I think I, it said, I, I think it said bumpy Poe. We get a lot of it out here. West. It, it was a much different putting green surface yeah. grass than I've ever played before. And it, it was just, it was a little bit, I mean, I've been lucky enough to play a decent amount of nice courses throughout my life. And that was probably the, the slowest of a nice course green that I've, I've really played. I didn't think mm-hmm. they were all that tough to navigate. Obviously, they just redid them, so we didn't have as much bump to it. But the speed was just – you didn't really have to worry about, you know, going just a little bit too hard on your putt and your putt rolling, you know, 20 feet by the hole. Uh, for the yeah. most part, it, they, they rolled pretty true. So I think that was probably the one thing that kept this from being more like a 4.8 or 4.9. Yeah. Um, so um, difficulty, that was uh, – it, it had its teeth. How about scenery? How, I mean, you're you're right oh, there uh, looking right at the Pacific. Four, four nine, I guess we'll call it because it's. I think there's <laughs> one course, and that might be like Pebble Beach or, or Kapalua or something that earns a five. I'm going to give the scenery on Chambers like a four nine. Um, you mm-hmm. can see the, the the Puget Sound from just about anywhere from from anywhere on the course. It's kind of cut into this. It, not kind of. It is cut into this old. It used to be an old rock quarry that they basically mm-hmm. redid and, and, and carved a golf course out of. Um, there's not really one bad view on the course. Obviously you, you kind of, when you're, when you're walking through the course, you pretty much make your way up to the top of the quarry probably twice and back down. So to give you mm-hmm. an example of, of how, you know, elevated it is at times and how tough of a walk it is. But some of the views looking back at, at you know, just the one tree, the lone fir on there, um, looking at, you know, there's, there's views of the water everywhere. And, it, and also you get some mountains in the background way off in the distance. And it's not just like looking out an ocean. You got a lot of trees, some, some foliage in the background too. That course in the fall has to be, I, some of the, I guess would, would maybe even bump this up to a five, but the, the greenery, the water, the views of the water from every hole, the, how nice the course looks, how nice a lot of the holes look. I think the scenery is, is going to be pretty hard to beat anywhere. So I'll go four nine. Four nine on the scenery. The uh, I guess the rating point here that came into the most question around that uh, U.S. Open. Obviously, uh, the USGA is doing here. They they really took that course and cooked it to a point of questionable fairness. Hmm. Where would you rank the fairness of this course, Matt? Now again, I can't speak to um, you know obviously the U.S. Open and and then those caliber of players playing it when they when they did. I thought fairness Mm -hmm. for the most part. I'm probably going to go like a three, seven. I don't think it was unfair, but I also like there were certain holes on the front nine that I, we all kind of discussed that seemed not bad holes, but a little bit more gimmicky and, and put you in really, really tough shots for, you know, the average golfer. Like if you're not dead center of the fairway, you're either on like a, a slope that you're basically taking a baseball swing uh, mm-hmm. with your second shot in the rough or you're, you know, 20 feet down a hill. Uh, there were a lot of holes on the front nine that I thought were just a little bit too gimmicky for me. And I think that takes away from the fairness. I thought the back nine was, was pretty straight up, pretty fair golf. There were a lot of fun holes, but I, I think for like, like we've been saying, the, the average golfer, um, the front nine made you, made you make way too many, you know, challenging gimmicky type shots that you're not going to see on, on many other courses. So, uh, I obviously, got three, seven. 
three seven. Gotcha. So a beautiful course, uh, going to catch a lie here or there on the front mm-hmm. that maybe you're not too fond of. Uh, how about, uh, you know, when, when you're shelling out the amount of money you do at these types of courses, what was the ticket price to get out there? Ooh, uh, I want, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I think it was two seventy five. was, was green. Okay. Space. We did not, you We're, can get a caddy. We did not do the caddy. We did push guards. As crazy as it sounds on the reasonable side of a, you know, top an, 100 an, course an, in the that nation. Was, for, us, course. for us, I, I, we were looking at prices, obviously. That was the most expensive round one can play at Chambers Bay because we weren't, you know, Seattle or whatever, Washington yeah. residents. We, we were yeah. also playing it, you know, in July, which I think was their, the, the heart of their busy season. There's certain times where if you're playing in the fall or whatever, you're going to be playing it for, you know, 150 bucks instead of 275 Point being, for that kind of money, you expect some service, you expect some amenities. Uh, give me a rating first on the amenities. Um, this, this is probably lower compared to, to what I was expecting uh, and from mm-hmm. what I've seen in the past. I'm going to go you know, right around like a 2.5. Honestly, the, like, there was the pro shop. We bought a couple things there, but I didn't see a great, you know, there wasn't a great selection in there. Um, they also didn't have much of they they kind of just had a tiny little bar and grill area which is more kind of it's more than what you need but also you might be expecting a little bit more out of like you know a restaurant places to eat all that stuff and then after that that was kind of it um like i said you get there it's just really tiny clubhouse um there's not much to it they take you down to a driving range and a shuttle which the driving range was nice um but after that like there's just there's not much to it other than the golf course, which is fine if you're going there just for golf. But if you're going there and you're trying to make a golf trip and you know hit a couple different spots, stay in places more than once, Chambers Bay is not a place you can really do for more than just one afternoon. Whereas you know you're seeing a certain lot of golf resorts these days that you can stay at for two or three days at a time, play a couple different courses, do a whole bunch of different things. There's not much to Chambers other than the golf. I need you to put a number on it. I said two five, two five, two five for amenities. How about your mm-hmm. service? Uh, the service was fine. Uh, I wasn't spectacular. Wasn't I, I, If I had caddies, I think I might be able to help you out a little bit more with a service there because I think that's mm-hmm. probably the most important service out of a golf course. I'll, I'll give it, you know, a, a 3.5. It was fine. It wasn't anything. I'm not remembering it. I'm not forgetting it. It was It was there. It was fine. Um, the shuttle drivers were nice, Joe. They were good people. Um, nice. That was about that. Yeah, they, they walk you to the first tee, tell you where to hit it, and that's kind of the last time you see somebody until, you know, you, you cross nine and then you come back at 18. There's one little cart out there, or one, not one little cart, one little stand where, you know, kind of two and, or sorry, where four and kind of 12 meet. So you have two spots on the back and front where you kind of get, you know, beer or whatever you want. But it was fine. It was three, five. Three, five. Uh, finally, last uh, rating I'll ask for on Chambers Bay, course conditions. Um, for us, we, again, we played it in really the perfect time to in the heart of the summer there. They're not mm-hmm. getting overly overwhelmed with rain or anything. Course conditions for me were probably around a 4-3, four, 4-4. Four, four. I, I thought they were very, very good. Um, not perfect by any means because I think the uh, greens weren't, uh, like I said, they weren't bad by any means. I, I did, thought they were fair. I didn't think they were spectacular. Uh, that mm-hmm. was probably, again, the, the one knock-ish on the course for a championship-type golf course. But I thought that there were no complaints over the conditions. There was also nothing that blew us away either. So 4-4, uh, four, four, I thought it was in about the shape I expected it to be. There wasn't as much to, to write home about there. Gotcha. So uh, all in all, uh, what sounds like a fantastic scenic experience. Um, my last question for you here, would you go back and play Chambers Bay? 
I would go back to again. play Chambers Bay. I don't think I would go back to cham- to Seattle just to play Chambers Bay. But if I mm-hmm. found myself in Seattle or, you know, Portland or somewhere around there again, I would maybe go out of my way to, you know, have a day at Chambers and, and go back out there. It's, it's a fantastic course. It's a tough walk and it's challenging for the average golfer, but it is it is a blast. It's a lot of fun. Not going, like I said, not going to Seattle just to play that, but I found my way, mm-hmm. my, myself out there again. I would go back and play it. Well, why don't we work our way down the coast here, Matt? Uh, and I'll give that. us a little bit of, shed a little light on Half Moon Bay from one bay a, to another. It's one bay to another. You had a nice little trip out there with, uh, with <clears> some, <throat> some friends of the pod as well, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Johnson, Ian McGuire, Bobby Zarnowski. We kind of worked our way around Northern California played uh i believe yes we started half moon bay on thursday friday we played yochadihi where if you're ever in the napa northern california name, region yochadihi is it's a troon course it is uh, the most beautiful pristine country club cross hatched fairways green set amongst yellow that you'll ever see um, and it sits in a valley. It's absolutely gorgeous. I cannot recommend Yochadihi enough, but that's not why we're here. Why are we we're here? here for why don't you tell us a little we're bit? Here for, we're here for Half Moon Bay. I'm here to talk about Half Moon Bay. Well, give us a little uh, bit 30, of a, give, give us an intro to Half Moon Bay. Well, Half Moon Bay is a 36-hole complex situated right on the coast, uh, a little bit south of San Francisco, about an hour south of San Francisco. Did, did you guys play 36? Uh, in a sleepy little coastal town. We played just 18, and okay. we played at Twilight. Um it was a fantastic experience. We played what's called the old court. There's the old, old course and the ocean course. The ocean okay. course is more link style, a little bit uh, shorter, whereas the old course is the one that you go there to play if you're going to play one round simply for the last three holes. Um, it, it tips out to 7,001 yards. Uh, we played it from the Blues at 6,600. It was a fantastic test from that distance. It was one of those courses where – you could hit a okay shot and be in a terrible spot. Not in a sense of unfairness. You just needed a little bit of a local knowledge. Out here in California, the hallmark of the green complexes is size. You're going to work with a lot of tiny, tiny greens in California. Half Moon Bay was different. It was big, uh, uh, like parallel, not parallel, perpendicular running greens uh, that if you were on the wrong tier, you were in a bad spot. Sounds like honestly fairly like – challenging Midwest greens because I think a lot of the bigger courses here have those the greens are huge huge and your greens and regulation might look good but if you're not in the right spot of said greens you're in a lot of trouble you hit the nail on the head with the Midwest comparison and I'd compare other parts of this course to the Midwest as well but to to dive right into our rankings here with Half Moon Bay uh, doesn't uh, have the major history that maybe Chambers Bay does but Mm -hmm. some professional tournaments have been played there in the past it's an Arnold Palmer design in 1976, I believe. Um, okay. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, but it doesn't have that information. But okay. um, from a difficulty standpoint, we're going to say 1976. Let's call it 76. I put a 3.9 on the difficulty of this course. If you know the course, if you know your way around it, it's gettable. There's some shorter par fives where you get home in two. There's some places where that course is. Um, is not as daunting as maybe some of the other big name courses you might find out here on the West Coast. So I'd put a 3.9 on it for difficulty. Okay. How about fairness? Uh, fairness kind of goes hand in hand with the difficulty, like you were saying. Fairness, I, I believe I have written down here a 4.7. I, I, I don't feel like I got 
any bad bounces. I don't feel like the rub at the green was the wrong way. The, actually, the greens were so pure. That was probably the hallmark of the course was how fantastic these greens were running. And anytime greens are running the way these are, it's going to be a fair round. You're going to get an un- uneven lie here or there. It's California. It's rolling hills. You're on you're off a block off the PCH, just the setting uh, where you're at, you're going to get some crazy lies, but you come to recognize that. I I don't think it was an unfair course 4.7 from a fairness standpoint. Well, I think that's what you like to hear, especially, you know, from, from golfers like us, there, there's nothing more frustrating than hitting, you know, a a pure shot one, one, whether it's an approach and drive, whatever that you think you hit really well, you hit well, you put it where you want to hit it. And because of course conditions, whatever, because they're trying to make it a little more difficult, you find yourself in a really tough spot, even though you're you hit exactly what you wanted to do. Yep. So fairness uh, four seven, difficulty three point nine. Same as uh, as Chambers opening par five really gives you a chance to go out there and, and make a low number early. What What about scenery? Is that if we're going along the coast? There's some of those pictures I saw. I, I think you're going to have a fairly high range for scenery here. But now why don't you uh, delve into that. Scenery is. It could have been a five. Scenery could have been a five easily. And and I'll tell you why it wasn't. Um, beginning of the course is gorgeous. Water's behind you. You're working away from the water early, kind of into a bit of a wooded, rolling, hilly area. Um, again, coastal, everywhere you play, anywhere you're at on this course, you smell the ocean. Um, a lot of places you hear the ocean. But holes... Four through 13, 14, you get lost out in the woods. You could you could blink and think you're back in the Midwest if it wasn't for kind of that briny ocean smell. Now, I'm told that the ocean course, the Lynx style, has a lot more ocean views, but it's just – it doesn't have – it does, it's not as good of a course, and it doesn't have the hallmark view that 17 and 18 do. Now, 17 and 18 is the most beautiful two-hole stretch I think I've ever played in golf, and – the 18th hole at Half Moon Bay, the old course, is often ranked on the top 25 holes in the United States list, mm-hmm. private or public. It is the most picturesque. Um, it's a downhill tee shot where the carry over this little creek in front of the f- second half of the hole is about a 300-yard carry, a 295-yard carry. It tempts you to go for it. I pulled hybrid, laid back, left myself a nice little seven iron into it. Not going to get into how we scored there, but uh, we walked we walked away yeah, with the bogey. To, that's okay. We walked away with the bogey on the 18th. But 17 plays this uphill par three, not super long, mid iron into it, where you're looking at the uh, the ocean behind you. Then you get to the tee box behind that green and work back down towards the clubhouse. And now I say the clubhouse; it's not the clubhouse; it's the hotel. The clubhouse is elsewhere. The hotel is a Ritz Carlton. It looks like. A castle. It's an L-shaped on the left side of the fairway. The right side of the fairway is the ocean. Um, you work down this rolling hill and then up towards a very difficult green that runs left to right towards the ocean as well. Okay. An absolutely breathtaking finishing hole. Four scenery, just because of those final two holes, I'm putting a 4-4 four, four on it. It's absolutely gorgeous. But that middle portion of the course you are very wooded. You're, you're thinking like you're playing some Midwest golf there or even not even Midwest golf. Cause you're seeing the natural cypresses of Northern yeah. California. You think you're on a normal Northern California track. So this is uh, not to, I'm not going to review this course now, but a couple of, a couple of years ago, we were lucky to play uh, enough to play Keough Island. We were down in South mm-hmm. Carolina. And that reminds me a lot of Keough. I think the, the stretch at Keough where it, it kind of winds like 
a big S, a reverse S, whatever, and you know the, the stretch from 14 to 18 when you're along the ocean is as unbelievable Graphic. of a stretch of views of golf as you can get. But yeah. you know, one through for the most part, probably 12, you're not really seeing the ocean. You're, you're kind of yeah. back in like more of a not wooded area, but you know, heavily trees and all that type of stuff. Because I, I don't think it's called the woods down there, but whatever. Um, you're in more of like a you're hidden from the ocean until you kind of get uh-huh. to that stretch. But once you get there, it's unbelievable. The clubhouse unbelievable, but there's a little bit more to be desired from, you know, one through 12. It, I'm not, I'm no golf architect, but hard to build a course with 18 holes of ocean view. Yes, um, you really got to, you really got to have some special uh, real estate. You, you have to be chambers <laughs> they built in the middle of a rock quarry. Exactly. Um, ticket price on uh, half moon Bay, 280 normally, I believe 275, 280. Uh, we played at twilight at a 105 rate. Oh, that's um, not bad at all. Three o'clock twilight at a 105 rate. And we were told that's exactly when you want to play it. We came down 18 to a fog burning off and a setting sun. It was absolutely, oh, and I forget the most scenic like part poetry. of it. I forget the most scenic part of it. Uh, we hit our tee balls on 18. We're coming down the fairway. And uh, as, as I hit my second shot, um, and I put my club back in my bag, and I'm working up towards the green. Uh, the sounds of a bagpipe begin to play behind me. You would have thought, with the way the, the haze had hung through all day, that we were in Scotland. And a bagpiper, a fully kilted bagpiper, begins playing whatever song. He's doing his bagpipe thing yeah, as, we're, as we're approaching the green as we're approaching the green complex at uh, 18. Now, you're also playing up to this back patio of the Ritz-Carlton, where there are give or take 55 to 75 people sitting, having drinks with blankets, sitting around fires, because it was a little chilly out. It got mm-hmm. down into the 60s that day. Um, so you have a bit of a gallery up on the hill watching you finish. We had a bagpiper behind us. It makes me want to give it a five for, uh, for scenery. I got to dock points for just how mundane is not the word, but how remedial those middle holes were. Okay. So you, well, it was a four or five is what you had it at? Four, four. I'd four, bump four. it to a four as, as high as a four, six. Now that I'm thinking about the bagpiper. Well, you originally said four, four. So we're going to go. Four, so we'll four. put a four, four on That's it. All what right. You said. How about the amenities? Amenities. How much was going on around there other than just the golf? Underwhelmed. Um, okay. The, the drive in beautiful. Uh, Fantastic. You're coming down Highway 1, Pacific Coast Highway, through these sleepy little California towns, and all of a sudden you pop up on Half Moon Bay. You drive down towards the course, towards the coast, and it's gorgeous, but we've played not to – you know, talk down our noses, but we've played some fantastic places with fantastic yeah. amenities. Um, I did not stay at the Ritz. I'm sure that if I would have, amenities would have been given, would have been given a five. But strictly yeah. golf amenities – Clubhouse was normal, uh, nothing crazy. Um, we were getting off of uh, a drive an hour down from San Francisco, and we also drove into San Francisco, so hour not, and 15. Yeah. We've been in the car for two hours and 15 minutes, wanted to stretch our legs, wanted to you know, take our time in the locker room, and the locker room area was nothing to write home about. It wasn't disgusting. It, wasn't, yeah. it was just small. You know, it, 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 there. It, it got the job done for us, so I put the amenities at a 3.6. Okay. And um, lastly here, we got, uh, we got service. Actually, no, before we go to service, and many, tell, what, what did you say about the pro shop? Did you say it wasn't it was small, kind of just nothing? Right no, just not a, nor, a normal, a normal pro shop. Think okay. um, when we were at uh, 
not even as nice as Silver Rock. Remember? Okay, or no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Silver Rock was smaller. Silver Rock yeah. was smaller. I'm thinking of La Quinta. La Quinta? Um, okay, not, not even, not even like, a little, little bit smaller, smaller than, than La Quinta. Okay. Yeah. A nice pro shop. Um, Fine. It was not there. Sawgrass. Okay. Sawgrass um, was nice. Ridiculous. But uh, if we're getting into service here, here's where I do take exception. And I'm not a let me see your manager guy. I never am. I, I don't want to engage in those awkward conversations. I just want you to do your job and I want me to have yeah. a good experience, that type of thing. Um, the bag drop situation was completely uh, just a shit show. There were 10 bags sitting on the rack looking for carts. They didn't have enough carts. We had gotten there an hour and a half before our tea time, so our bags were going to sit for a second. But we grabbed a couple wedges, um, a couple clubs, went to the range, um, mm-hmm. you know, warmed up a little chipping area. No actual full range there, uh, which was a, a bit of a knock. That's, but uh, That's it, a huge it, knock for me on my, in my, on my end, but I won't. This is your yeah. review. We, uh, we took some wedges out, took our putter out. We, you know, took up the time that we needed, but... 20 minutes before our tea time, our bags were still sitting on the bag drop. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't on a cart yet. I essentially had to say, hey, we need two empty carts uh, brought here. These four bags need to be – like I needed two, and direct, I was the one who ended up – Direct them where to go. We were supposed to be on the box 10 minutes from now, and um, we didn't have our bags on a cart. So I, I was start, began Joe Musoing and directing traffic, and it got done. But that, um, that was on the front end, and then the back end um, – the the valet situation wasn't great either. So, and I know it's a one off. I'm sure people go there and have fantastic experiences with the help there. But service, my experience was a one seven. Okay, wow, one seven. Yeah. Uh, it, question for I doesn't sound like you used them, but are caddies available? At caddies are available. We did okay. not do a caddy. Um, I did not see. That's a driving. That that's a cart course too, right? You guys run. It's a it's a cart course uh, okay. with GPS. We kind of knew where we were going. In retrospect, a four caddy just to tell you don't be here. Yeah, honestly, would have been great. If, if you got a cart, if you got a cart, you don't really need to pay that you know caddy fee. I mean, you can, which obviously you're paying for. Bit. You're paying for local knowledge. You're yes. paying for. A, you're paying to know your miss essentially, which Pretty would have much. been nice. Would have helped the cart, but uh, mm-hmm. but not the end of the world. But uh, what, fantastic, what if, fantastic experience overall. Um, what did uh, we shoot at Half Moon? Half Moon was not a good day. That was okay, after two. That was after. Um, Two, like as I said, no excuses. But two hours and fifteen minutes in the car. I no excuses, I, but we got a couple of excuses. I believe I carded a ninety-two with two snowmen, um, Ooh, and that, oh, that'll that'll always that'll get you. you. That's so, always frustrating because that that means you're actually hitting the ball okay. You just had two holes where it broke down. Couple blow-up holes. Um, we bounced back with a, I believe, an eighty-six, eighty-seven at Yocha the following there you go. day. There you um, go. So we bounced back into the eighties, but uh, wasn't the end of the world. But not <clears throat> not the best round. None of these ratings were affected by that ninety-two. I would hope not. That's we're we're unbiased in that way. Uh, course conditions. I miss course conditions. Four point three. Greens were fantastic. Fairways were good. Um, just because I have the reference point of the next day at Yocha, which is one of the most finely manicured places I've ever seen in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason that it doesn't rank higher in the fours. So, I guess where where is your recommendation on Half Moon Bay for anybody out in the California type area? Uh, if you Central California on a golf trip. 
If you find yourself in San Francisco, there you will be surrounded by fantastic golf, historic golf, uh, club and private. Uh, excuse me, club and public. Um, mm-hmm. If you can find your way onto Olympic Club, God bless. TPC Harding Park's out here. I'd give a similar rating as Half Moon Bay. Um, you could make the little drive to Yocha. You could make a little drive to Napa. You could make a little drive south and get into the South Bay area in Santa Cruz and San Jose, play Presido, uh, play Pasatiempo, play all these beautiful historic courses. Courses. Um, Half Moon Bay is one that if you're coming out here to do a golf trip, I absolutely would recommend just for the 18th hole. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting the rest of the course, mm. but the 18th hole is worth the $100 ticket price if you're going to play a Twilight as the sun sets. Uh, and, and we asked around. The bagpiping was not just for us. The bagpiper comes out a few days a week. If you catch the bagpiper, awesome. fantastic experience. If you do a stay and play at the Ritz, hit the uh, hit the spa a little bit, I'm sure it would be an even better experience. I 100% recommend Half Moon Bay. I mean, I was going to ask you then for a, a favorite or a signature hole, but I think you already answered that. 18. It's the 18. No All question. Right. Hands down, one of – I haven't given it too much thought, but – a top five hole I've ever played in my life. Well, there you go. That that sounds like a glowing recommendation from Joe about Half Moon Bay. There you go. Um, should should I do Aaron Hills or should we save that for an episode? Should, should we do one an episode here? How do you want to do this? Let's not. Let, maybe let's not go straight through ranking on Aaron Hills, but okay. I do. I do need to talk get a little bit. bit of, I do need to get a little bit of background on what I saw on uh, on Instagram uh, on stories oh, yesterday. Me and, and my trophy. Yeah, you ended up with a trophy. All I saw was a terrible effort on Brian, your cousin's story, um, followed by a picture of you with the trophy. So take me through this putting contest. Aaron Hills just built a new complex um, for stand players. It literally opened – this putting course that we played literally opened um, August 1st. So it, it had been open for about four days. Um, it, it's, it's I don't remember if I said this on the podcast or off <laughs> the air to you, but I'll say it again. Literally think of like when you're screwing around on a really tough practice green before a round, they have 12 holes and just think of like 12 of the most difficult putts when you're messing around. Like, oh, I want to go give myself this really tough putt and try to hit it. That's their putting mm-hmm. course. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd done one of these at Pinehurst before when we were, when we were there uh, before the Masters. And that one was a little bit underwhelming. It wasn't all that difficult. It was just kind of short putts. These were like 40 foot 30 foot you know snakes of putts and you had there's usually one or two different routes you can go to try and get there um but for the most part there was they were all very challenging putts and you were kind of struggling to you know you're trying to two putt you'd be happy with a three putt from just about anywhere but it was a lot of fun 12 holes kind of all in order taking around the entire putting green and they had a nice server coming out to uh to to service you know beer when we we love that which which was lovely so i'd give that part of of it i guess a five um, but no, that, that hole you're thinking of, I believe that was number seven. Mm-hmm. And the way we did it was, you know, we, we rotated who was shooting first, second, and third. So obviously not the same person was, was having to be the, uh, the guinea pig on the line every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was shooting first this time. I kind of, I had the right line. I just hit behind the ball a little bit off the toe. I didn't get as much on it as I wanted to. It took kind of this little spine instead of getting over the hill I wanted to and feed down in the hole. It took the spine way back down, <laughs> put myself into a really tough spot. Good for me. I, you know, I kept it together and I, I two putted from that second spot, finished with a three on the hole. But what you didn't see on Instagram, Joe, was that Brian had the same exact result as me off his tee shot, mm. quote unquote tee shot. So he, he saw what I did and decided, hey, that what the cameras fun. don't do show, too. what the cameras don't always pick up uh-huh. is that Brian and I were in the same spot, but we both rallied and picked up threes, which was nice. 
Fantastic. Well, congratulations. Now, yeah, it's, it's the first ever. The, the course jug? Called, you want a jug? I want a jug. We bought a trophy. It's going to nice. be an annual thing now. It's, good. it's called the Drumlin <laughs> course. I'm the first annual, the inaugural Drumlin champion. I'm actually holding the trophy right now. Now, will um, that trophy travel, or does that stay with you? A new trophy next year? Oh this, no! This, this trophy, it, it's it's mine for the year, and then if I defend it, it's mine again. Oh, Somebody else comes, takes beautiful. my crown, takes my jug, it's theirs. But I don't plan on losing it, Joe. I won the first ever. I'm very excited. Uh, the, the, the everyman, the everyman's claret jug. I've gotten I've gotten a text from my brother this morning already saying I'm I'm still upset you won that. So I, I, I'm very, <laughs> it's that I, I don't get to beat Mike in a lot of golf related activity. But mm-hmm. I did this time, and I'm going to let that one uh, let that one hang over his head for as long as I possibly can. Even if he wins one next year, Joe, I was the first. We claim our victories wherever we can get them, Matthew. Yeah, but Aaron, uh, we won't get into the full review. Aaron Hills is a golf trip destination that I would ten out of ten recommend to just about anybody. It's 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 an unbelievable course, great facilities, fairly priced, all that type of stuff. It, it's it's a great and it's easy drive if you're just doing a day trip outside of the Chicago area. Well, there's uh, what sounds like three glowing recommendations for you. Half Moon Bay, Chambers Bay, and uh, Aaron, Aaron Hills. We'll, we'll get Aaron to Hills. a full review of Aaron Hills some point down the road. Yeah, I think but, we should uh, do a little Aaron Hills Whistling Straits uh, Wisconsin tour. There we go. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe we can find someone to pay for us to do those together. Yeah. And then we can you know, give a code. TaylorMade. Yeah, TaylorMade. Taylor. I, I play TP5Xs and they're expensive. So yeah, I'm a I'm a Titleist guy. So if you want to, if, if well, those you just ruined it. You just it. ruined it. You just ruined I'll, I'll the sponsorship possibility. I'll play TaylorMade. All right. I'll play whatever. You might have to. If we get That's fine. Get the TaylorMade people on the phone. Uh, but for you, now, you got you got any on the, more on the horizon before we before we sign off? Any more big rounds coming up? Anything you're looking forward to? Um, nothing. I mean. Course wise, nothing crazy. Going uh, going up to Lake Geneva this coming weekend for the fifth annual Rudder Cup, which Ooh. is uh, which is a twelve on twelve uh, winner take all Ryder Cup style format. We play thirty six holes throughout the oh, day. There you go. Uh, was was kind enough to be invited the inaugural season by Mike Mayanza and, and his group of Iowa buddies is kind of the main contingent there, and then it's all kind of tangential friends through that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets serious, and Rudder Cup week is just the competitive juices have already began flowing. They're, they're starting to course through yeah. my veins. Cool Probably annoying to be yet? around. Oh, trash talk is year round. Right oh, now like is that. actually things almost quiet down right now because Calm everyone's before the storm. Everyone's locking into like what they need to do. Um, so I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna try and secure four points for the European squad. We got jerseys. We got like it's it's a it's a whole thing. It's where there's gonna European be European squad, Joe. Um, I didn't. I got drafted to the European team, and you you stay on your allegiances. I'm the Italian. What are you going to do, um, Francesco? We're going to try and break a, a. We we won the first two. Uh, we lost the second two, and here's a, a rubber match for the fifth year to see who will take the three two lead in the over, in the all time series. Personally, I'm one to know. This is my triumphant return. I have not been able to make it to Rudder Cup the last uh, four years. Or excuse me, three years. I'm sure so, they'll uh, be pumped to have you back. Well, they're going to find out the hard way. Um, we, so we're we're excited for 36 holes at Geneva National, I believe Trevino and Nicholas, if I'm not mistaken. We're oddly enough this weekend have something similar going on. Uh, Garrett Van Hall from Wesleyan, who you know nice enough to set the whole thing up. We got 16 going up to the uh, Devil's Head Resort, Wisconsin. Beautiful. And we got uh, we got I think it's 36 on Saturday, 18 on Sunday set up. So three rounds for, for the 16 of us. I'm not sure exactly the format yet, but something similar. We're divided up into teams of eight. And, uh, 
not quite Ryder Cup style, but we're going to try and figure out a way to, to bring home a win for my team. Very exciting. Uh, for that is very exciting. What's more exciting is that you boys should probably make your way to Chuck's Lakeshore Inn uh, Saturday night because Chuck's that's where Lakeshore Inn. That's where I will be uh, drinking out of an actual. We have a cup. We have a rudder cup, so I will be chugging from a trophy on Saturday night. Hopefully, yeah. Wisconsin's a pretty big state. I don't know if they're yeah. next to each other. Double set's not far from Lake Geneva. Let's go. Well, Google Map, huh? Yeah, this isn't for the pot, but yeah. <laughs> I'll get on that. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for our first of what hopes to be many golf course reviews here on the Moose and Roots podcast, episode 115, your golf spectacular. Uh, Matt, let us know how you it. like this one, people. Let, let us yeah. know if you liked it and what, what you thought, what we could do better reviewing some course. If you missed out on a certain amount of uh, information you'd have liked from each of those courses, you can let us know. If you think there's a category you think needs to be added, that's fine, too. Uh, just, just help us out here. Tell us what you like, what you didn't. Also, invite us to play golf with you. Let's, we would uh, love that. We can review sports, like, and you pay for our round. We'll mention we like free golf your more than we anything. It's like one of our favorite things. Well, uh, I like free golf, and I like podcasting with you, Matt Rooney. And uh, until next week, we're going to have to uh, put this on pause. But as always, we appreciate you. That's a two-episode week for the Moose and Roots podcast. This episode 115 for Matt Rooney. I'm Joe Musso. Go out there and play some golf. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> Chicken on the steak was phenomenal. <laughs>